Welcome to the Problem Solving the Republic podcast. Today, Elliot and special guest host Eric McCullough welcome Craig and Astrid Divini. Welcome back to the Problem Solving the Republic podcast. I'm Elliot Divini. I'm joined here by uh, co-host Eric. Go ahead. Eric McCullough. Eric McCullough. Brandon's uh, incapacitated at the moment. And we're joined by a couple special guests. we got Craig and Astrid Divini in the house. Yay! Say hi. Yeah. Hi, Ellie. Hi, Eric. Hi, okay. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Welcome to your own basement. Yes, thank you. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's first off talk a little bit about catering, how that process went, and uh, your sort of experience providing food to the cast and crew. It was really Who fun. to begin? That's all I remember, it, how much fun it was to feed everybody. Yeah. And it was, and we got to, go, got to know Costco intimately uh, with all of our trips there to yes. uh, gather the food together. And you guys became very pa- uh, popular amongst the cast and crew. Did we really? I Nobody think got so, sick. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> no, good. no, that's because a lot of a lot of independent films in town, you get nothing. You know, you'll get sort of a cracker and a slice of cheese <laughs> if you're lucky. And we were having soups and chilies and uh, things like this. So that was uh, a way for us to be connected to your movie in a way where we actually knew what we were doing, so it was really good. <laughs> yes. I, I'm not sure that we knew what we were well, doing. Well, but more than, you know, more than the other roles we yeah. had, yeah. 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 Cooking and, in quantity was a challenge. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And um, also the other challenge was, was um, shooting in the house and pr- providing <laughs> the house as, as a number of locations for the film. How did that, how did that feel? How did that come about? Um, you know, I, I always thought this house had a lot of room in it, but there was no place to escape to so often where you'd walk into a room thinking, oh, I can sit here, and it was already had two or three people in it. So yes. that yeah. was kind of interesting. Yes. yes. So the cast and crew adds up in a, in a hurry. A lot of people. But for, for sure, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah that, was a, that was new for me. I didn't realize how big the crew would be, the, just the, the behind the scenes. It was always yeah. one or two actors, and then... 10 or 15 crew. It was right. crazy. Um, well, right. It's like I, uh, the, the first movie I shot myself, and on this one we had a crew of five people running camera and lights and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I mean, even right there, it's uh, growing sort of exponentially. Yeah. So it was kind of a surprise for everybody, yeah. I think. Really well, nice I, people, though. They're all just, yeah. you know, great people to have in the house and to feed, too. So Yes. Okay. okay. Well, add to that. Uh, makeup and people, yep. uh, Chrissy, and then Hannah, costume, yep. costume and then a script yep. supervisor Kelly, yep. and I'm afraid I'm going to miss some people, but yep. there were... DIT, a, Niall. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It's two just, sound guys, typically. Yeah. yeah. Five camera guys, actors, extras. Yeah. yeah. What's DIT? What does that mean? Um, digital something technician. Uh-huh. It's the guy that organizes the footage. That would be DST. Digital something technician. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I must be missing the acronym somehow. He's the guy that organizes everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is nice, though, because, I, again, that's something I always did myself. And here it was, we had Niall there. You would just pass on the card, and yeah. he ingests it and labels it and gets it all organized. And that was really nice for us. Um, let's talk a little bit about acting on screen for both of you and how that <laughs> went and how it came about. Mom, like Mom we'll start with you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start with me. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. How did that go? Um, I, I think you know that uh, I'm terrified of microphones. Well, we Let's, now know that. Yes, yes. and yeah. cameras. And uh, um, you came to me a week or so ahead of time and said, would you mind uh, doing a scene for me? And yeah. I, and in the other movie, in uh, Paper Mache, yep. I had one line, yep. and that just about killed me. Which wasn't offensive. 
No. Right? It <laughs> well, was completely a neutral, one might argue. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So now uh, I had um, I had to reword some of it because it, it just made me wince to read it. So, yes. Um, well, you I can took... thank you can thank your eldest son for that one. Oh. He, wrote, he wrote this particular scene. I know, oh, that's but Adam. all yeah. the all the heartfelt. Um, kind of lovey-dovey patriotic stuff is mine. And <laughs> All the hard-edged yes. uh, racist yeah. stuff is racist Adam's. Racist, bigoted yeah. stuff, yes. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but I felt really course. bad about that uh, yeah. afterwards because I thought, this is your project and I tweaked it. So No, no. Um, but at any rate, you're that just was... Like an, just an, you're like an, every other actor, you know. <laughs> Everybody, you, you know Everybody put your two cents that. in, yeah. yeah. You got to make it your cents. own. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. You got to put your own little spin on it. But we had, we had a big, um, elaborate dolly shot for mom scene in which it was one take in which uh, four people were talking, which expanded the course of a minute and you were the final one in the line. So there were no, there was no room for error, right? That, you had right. to, you had to nail it. I had to nail it. Yes. I had to nail there were it. no cuts, no, no chance to edit. And nothing. I wasn't even aware of that until I got there. Yeah, um, neither was I. Yeah, so that's... that, I mean, I had read the script, but I didn't really realize that was one long shot. Sure. But as the days approached, um, I slept less and cried more. Um, even though I had my lines down, I couldn't repeat them. Not even yeah. in, in front of family in the kitchen. I right. just would shut down. Yeah. So the night before... Just like the real Barbara Walters. <laughs> Was it the night before or the morning of? The night Some, before. The night before, uh, your father came up with a brilliant idea of using a cue card. So right. that I could, uh, it would be there for me. Again, just like Barbara Walters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly the same. <laughs> and so uh, at the shoot then, Lisa had this huge cue card and she stood next to you and I just yep. read it off at the cue card. Yeah. And that saved the, the movie. That's how There's they do no it, though. About it's, it. it's, it's authentic. Oh dear. Yeah. And uh, and Dad, what was your experience like on on camera playing um, playing one of the leads? It was for me. It was. I, I don't think I had as much trouble uh, memorizing my lines, but for me, the thing I didn't expect was how many takes it would be. So I I sure. found myself on the days when I was on, I would go in in the morning, I'd have everything just cold. Yeah. Uh, and then by two o'clock in the afternoon, when I was doing it for the twenty seventh <laughs> time, I'd start to forget what I was supposed to say. That was my right. That was my problem. So next year or next time, cue cards for me too. Maybe. Sure. Yeah, because you got to be as, as as sharp at at four yeah. in the afternoon as you were right. at nine in the morning. Because you never know which one of those twenty seven right. versions is going to be the one that you decide to use. And typically, it's later in the day. You know, typically takes only get better. So uh-huh. it's usually the last take you use uh-huh. as an editor. So uh, interesting. As an actor, that's something to keep in mind. Can can we hear once the anecdote? about you and the dog and the swear words oh uh <laughs> for some reason the dog uh talisker has learned to react when i use certain swear words and when i was memorizing the script i was sitting in the big chair upstairs in my office where i always sit with him he was in my lap and i was uh you know reciting the lines and every time i got to a a goddamn it or a fuck or you know one of those he he'd look up at me like i was about to hit him so he right. he learned those words somewhere along the line yeah to talisker those words are hey shithead you're in trouble <laughs> you're gonna yeah, get in like trouble he, now. he knows those right. words as those are uh, sort of red flags for him yeah so hopefully he learns better to uh, memorize dialogue with you um what do we think about the the election this year and the and the conventions and all of this political crap how do you guys weed through this where do you stand Oh my gosh! I'm, I was—I don't know if I want to commit to this. Oh um, no, you don't have to. Oh, I just um, seems to me like uh, Republicans are from Venus and Democrats are from Mars. Like yes, there's just no common ground. Yes. That's how it seems to me. 
okay. and the way they can spin every little thing in their right. direction, whether it's has any truth behind it or not, is right. amazing to me. Just right. amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're playing us all for a bunch of fools. Yeah. Um, but, a, what do they call it? A dog and pony show? Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of what it is. Yeah. yeah. Mac, what do you think? What do you, how do you read uh, through this? I think my favorite line of the day has been, I don't remember who said it, but how they can try so hard at not answering a question. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Finally, they, they just yeah, give up they, yeah, they, an they work yeah. every way around except for answering right. that question right. that they get asked. It's like you, you ask a politician a question, you get 10 minutes about something else, right. and then yes. they're done. Yes. Right. They yep. have talking points, yeah. and they're going to give you... Everybody <laughs> forgets what the question yeah, even right. was. Yeah. It's right. irrelevant. Yeah. Right. right. Oh. By, the end of, by the end of that 10 minutes, they got everybody on their side. What would you guys think of uh, the empty chair? Did you see that? I, I like the empty chair. I thought no, that was... I have not seen that. It's. Uh, I, I think. I think I read a headline about it, but I think that's that's it, about it. Yeah. It's the technique is now called Eastwooding. If you Eastwood. want to. Eastwood. <laughs> um, in in my mind, Clint Eastwood is one of the classic Hollywood icons responsible for the everything that's great about cinema in America. And in my mind, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I think right. Whatever he has to say, yeah. I'll sit there and listen. Yeah. He's, Especially he's at 82 it. years old. Right, yeah, right. 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 I, I thought it was quite entertaining, and I enjoyed it. It was the one moment of either convention that was not scripted. Exactly. Yes. There was something very like authentic about yeah, it. I yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and and I also enjoy all the parodies that come with it. You know, there was this whole thing with Betty White interviewing a blank chair. <laughs> she had a, there's a picture of her sitting atop a stack of empty chairs, and there's... It's become kind of the new thing to, uh, to parody. So, I don't know. I love it. I love anything having to do uh, with making fun of politics and yeah. comedy and shit well, like that. Well, that's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Surprise to everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. You guys got any plugs? Any uh, promotions? I hope everyone who uh, learns about this movie or listens to this podcast will buy a ticket <laughs> to see it and that they will think it's the best entertainment and value they've ever tell their friends yeah that's right yes yeah. okay um, and mom i'm hoping that we don't get an encampment uh occupy uh movement that would be camped fun. out on the front yeah lawn but, but you could feed them we this. could do, that's we right. could do catering. <laughs> you, could, you could sell chili out front you know <laughs> it make true. a fortune that's even right. if the, the movie doesn't do well that. that's yeah. right they don't have any money do they? that's right they won't no no they don't they don't have jobs that's why they that's why they occupy things they don't have jobs that's right yeah, they're okay. going to be camped out in Fisher's Pond now. I, I hope think. so, yeah. Yikes. We welcome them warmly. I uh, put up a couple air mattresses. Yeah. Mm. We'd have a lot of fun. I'd go, we could play guitar at night. Kumbaya. A little drum session. Right. Mac, you got any plugs? Anything to add? Uh, nope. Man, a nope. few words. Okay, uh, I like it. This is um, the best podcast I've ever been a part of. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not much to compete with at this point. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, go check out the movie, October 19th, Twin Cities Film Festival. I am uh, Elliot Devinney. That's my baby. Yeah. Eric McCullough. Craig Devinney. Astrid Devinney. And we all believe in common sense and personal responsibility. That's right. Okay, good night. Thank you. See you.